You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. DraftKings Sportsbook, the goats of all sportsbooks. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code DNVR when you do. And we are coming to you live from Studio A here at the DNVR Bar, where the A stands for adios. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. See wow, you, that's Jim. like a double because you were in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Exactly. That's pretty good. I mean, he had a week to think right. about it. What, that is what, true. What, that not is true. too much credit. Just yeah. Came there. in sharp on the day after I was just sitting there on congrats. the beach for five days being like, what <laughs> is Studio A going to stand for when I get back? So you the question just, is, did you just think about one day or do you have the rest of the week planned out? Oh, I just thought about one day over oh. and over. <laughs> well, you crushed it. Uh, adios, Jim Harbaugh. It was nice knowing you. Um, according to my sources, the NFL determined that would just be too much corny for one franchise and just <laughs> shut it down yep. straight up. And uh, honestly, I agree with their decision. Wow. Oh, man. Disappointing. What a bummer that he's out. Yeah, well, apparently Henry can't be disappointed, right? No, I know. It was, it was a great timing for me. This, that was the exact day they should have done it. When I was at my very lowest on Jim Harbaugh, because I'm sure I would have come back today and said, like, actually, no, I'm all the way back in. He's he's back to number one on the board. But now, no, he was at the bottom. He's gone. Never thinking about him again. Whenever one of you guys has an outlandish take when I'm not on the show, I'll get a DM from someone being like, You'll never believe what someone, what Henry or Zach said today. You got to get back there and get them in line. And oh yesterday it was Henry somehow flipped Jim Harbaugh from number one to number four on his list. Not number four. No, I think he put him in number eight. A close yeah. number two. Oh. A close. No, I just said it's David Shaw was was that day. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of all in. He just feels like the safe, easy candidate. Here, what here's for. what Henry said, that he could come in. Uh, I quote him, be the next Urban Meyer, win two games, and be out. 
Wow. That doesn't really sound like a number two <coughs> candidate no, right there. That sounds I, I like a number eight. I didn't think it was possible. I mean, no, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think it was likely. likely. There's just like that small chance that he just goes in there and flames out immediately. That I don't I don't think that some of these other candidates have. <sighs> there was no chance of that. I, I disagree. No so, what do you think, RK? I was always a little bit lower on Jim Harbaugh than you mm -hmm. guys. The big, the big issue here is the Broncos came – you know, they came out with really strong wording. And at the time, I was concerned by this, where you have the report come out that's like, the Broncos are swinging for the fences or whatever, you know, metaphor they used. Um, and I thought to myself, okay, well, now you've set the expectations at a certain place for the mm -hmm. fans. And if you fall below them, then you're going to have an issue. You know, Sorry for, for coming in with a Buffs comp right away, but no one ever expected the Buffs to get a, a coach of the quality of Coach Prime. Welcome back, RK. And, feels, yeah, feels nice exactly. now. <laughs> and so when it happened, everyone was like, holy shit. Yeah. I can't believe yeah. that this just happened. Set low expectations for what? To be Under blown? promise, over deliver. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the Broncos have done the opposite. They said, mm -hmm. we are going to get a top-tier yep. coach. And now there's only one left. Yep. And so you've kind of backed yourself into a corner, and I don't know if this ownership group is the type of people to just say, okay, well now we have to get Sean Payton because we said we would. So whatever it takes, yeah. get them. Or if they're going to have to back off and say, okay, well, we always thought Dan Quinn was a top tier candidate. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It was Sean, it was Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton and Dan Quinn. Like that's the upper echelon mm -hmm. of coaches. And so that's, that's where I worry for the Broncos here is, Oh, you're kind of in a in a one man show now. Exactly. Yeah, th this is a one man race right now in terms of that perspective and how it's been framed. And you know who framed it that way, Ryan? The Broncos yes, did. Yes, they were course. the ones that came out and dropped the ultra aggressive to uh, Adam Schefter right when the coaching search was about to start. They were the ones that just kept pushing this uh, through through different outlets. And so they are the ones that put themselves in this position. And so I do believe in order for this coaching search not to be a disappointment to the fans. Now, that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day, mm -hmm. but it is how it's going to be perceived for months until the season actually starts. Uh, it, they, they have to get Sean Payton or else this is going to be disappointing. And I know some people are going to be high on uh, on Dan Quinn. I know some people that are also going to be like, wow, he couldn't even beat out Nathaniel Hackett last year. Mm -hmm. Now he's the guy, a leftover. So uh, if they get Sean Payton, it's going to be like, okay, they, whew, man, they, they got the big hire. If not, it's going to be a lot of mixed emotions. The Broncos should set high expectations though. Like, it's one thing for Colorado to be like, yeah, you know, we'll see what we can do because they've had two winning seasons in the last 20 years. When you're the Denver Broncos, you have to set the bar high. You have Broncos to say, have yeah. One winning season in the last seven years. It's true. But then Same what happened before that for 40 years before? No, you know? for sure. And so when you are the Broncos, you don't have a choice but to say, yes, we are going to go get the best head coach because that's just what you do when you're a, a great organization like that. And if you, you want to set the standards lower, that's just that's a bad look on them. It's not about internally. You're right. They should yeah, have those yeah, high standards. Yeah, but yeah. as soon as you said it publicly, yep. you shifted everyone. Like, I even had to check myself because I, I thought back to one year ago today sitting on this set, I was saying Dan Quinn is a good candidate. Mm -hmm. So I have to, like, I have to re-look, you know, look myself in the mirror and say, is Dan Quinn a good candidate or not? If I thought he was a year ago, why would I have changed my mind when, you know, the Cowboys still had a great defense and et cetera, et cetera. So for me, 
personally, I'm able to look back and say, all right, I still believe Dan Quinn is a strong candidate to be head coach of the Broncos. But a year ago, fans did feel that way. And now because the, the mm-hmm. ownership publicly allowed it to get out that they want a – what was the word they used? Ultra aggressive. Ultra aggressive, Ultra aggressive was to the... be to get a top tier mm-hmm. head coach. Well, it was yep. to, it was to uh, to get whatever candidate they want. We've heard the big yeah. swings phrase too. Right, right. Nick Saban's name, or yeah, Nick Saban's name was thrown in Nick's, the report. Bill Belichick. Bill was Belichick's thrown in. name was thrown in the report. So, <laughs> you know, that's where that's where the issue is. They just didn't need to come out and allow that line of of wording to get out because now. Dan Quinn, who again one year ago, mm-hmm. if they hired him, we would have been saying, "Hey, that's a good, that's a good candidate." And I'm still trying to keep reminding myself that for the fans, it's it's gone. I mean, someone I saw someone tweeted us yesterday. They're like, "I'd rather them just hire internally than hire Dan." Yeah, Quinn. yeah. And it's like, uh, this is your fault, Broncos. It is you. You put the fans. It is. It is. And, and Henry, that's where I disagree with you saying that the Broncos had to do this. They absolutely did not have to. We knew that they were going to be aggressive, but when they come out and through mm-hmm. their their uh, avenues say that, then it's like, okay, you're making it very well known. And Dan Quinn and David Shaw and Jim Caldwell, they're all good football coaches. They're they're all going to bring stability here. They're all going to bring certain things on each side of the ball. So they are good football coaches, but the Broncos set the expectations of great, Mm -hmm. elite. And now we look around, and I know Broncos fans look around and say, well, wait, wait, wait. Broncos are competing with the Cardinals, who won't have Kyler Murray for some of this season, if not all of this season. The Panthers, the Colts, uh, the the Texans, the Texans. This is the easiest job to get whoever you want. So the Broncos didn't lose uh, Jim Harbaugh to one of those. But if they lose Sean Payton to one of those teams, and then on top of that, Jim Harbaugh decided to go back to a college job, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be it's going to be a tough look. But I don't think they mind that tough look. I, I think it's it's the same thing as saying, you know what? I think that we should win the we should we should go to the playoffs this season, and then you go out there and win five games. You know, you, you miss the PR thing. You should have said, no, we just want to do our best because it looks better. But but I don't think that that's how they see it. I think they want fans to be upset if you don't do the very best you can do. I think they want to set that bar high. I mean, think you want people nationally saying they said that they could do this. They said it's the Broncos, and, and then they didn't do it. And I think that that level of competition, you think of Jerry Jones. If Jerry Jones goes out there and they lose last night, a lot of people could say, like, oh, decent season, 12 wins. You, you, you lost in the playoffs, but still, like, a lot, of, a lot of winning games. Jerry Jones would go out there, and he would say, that's not good enough. We're here to win Super Bowls. We suck, and that's just the way it goes. And I think that fall, admitting your failures when you don't land Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, it, I think that, that could be a good thing. I think that's, that makes sense. But... A key thing here, especially when you talk about Jerry Jones and you talk about other teams, this is this ownership's first time to do mm-hmm. something. This is their first time to show who they are. They weren't resp- responsible for Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. They weren't responsible for Russell Wilson. This is the first time that they're responsible for this. And uh, look, when they got hired and w- when they bought the team, it was like, man, they've got the money to do whatever they yep. want. If they come out when literally there's no salary cap here, they don't have to worry about anything. It's just all about getting who they want, and they fall short. It's going to be a bad look. It's going to be a tough look, and it's going to be a look that they don't overcome 
in two months, yep. in uh, a year, and it could it, it could get better by Dan Quinn comes in and is stable. Uh, but it could also just look like, man, Sean Payton went to the Texans mm -hmm. because you couldn't lure him here, and now he's got Bryce Young playing it as a playoff quarterback. But it yep. should be a bad look. Like, it should be a bad look if you don't get one of the big two. And I think the other option was to, to say nothing, and then when you get a, a coach, just be like, oh, whatever. At least at this point, we know they're trying. You well, know, if you go down said, the other route, then we, we say, like, oh, are they cheap? No, we would have they, known that they're trying this whole people time. People are still saying, I don't think they're going to spend the money. I, what I think they could have done is come out and say, we want to get the best coach for the Denver Broncos at this moment. Yeah. And that just allows you to hire whoever you want and say, this was our guy. We, we'll know for a fact that they didn't get their guy if they end up hiring Dan Quinn. And that's just, it puts not only the Broncos ownership, it puts Dan Quinn in a tough position yeah. where he doesn't even get that like honeymoon period <laughs> where right. everyone's like, this guy's amazing. Now I'm sure he'll go win the first press conference and flip 70% of people like most first press conferences yeah, do. Of course. <clears throat> but it just, it, it, they, it's a PR misstep on, in my opinion, in mm. their part, unless they get them, you know, like for me, Sean Payton was my number one the whole time. So no, he wasn't. Not, not the whole time, yeah. but has been my number one for a couple weeks now. And f for that, so, like, if they get him, I'm going to be ecstatic. Um, mm -hmm. But if they don't, I think it, it was a, a bad move on their part because it just has everyone feeling down when the whole – one of the big reasons you fired Nathaniel Hackett is because, mm -hmm. like, you needed the fan base mm -hmm. back on your side. And then here's the other thing is there will be a narrative out there, and it could be true, that the Broncos' ownership – thought they could just come in and throw money at any problem mm -hmm. and fix it. And they're learning that this is, it's not that simple. Right. Yeah. It's a, and really quick, let us know what you think in the comment section. Sometimes we see two eye to eye on things. I like that we're disagreeing. Let yep. us know in the comment section what you're th thinking. And also hit us with a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. We really appreciate that. Subscribe, mm -hmm. turn on alerts. And if you're listening on iTunes or the podcast side, hit us with a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. So what? Well, real quick, yeah. you should feel down if they don't get one of the big two, though. And <coughs> one's out the door. Like, you should be upset that they don't. But the, see, you could have should. felt that way without setting these expectations, though. I like that they see that that is the expectation. All right. Um, what happened with, with Jim Harbaugh? He played them. Mm, he played so? them like a fiddle. Absolutely, I think so. And Why now that... Why would do that to his friends? Um, well... I mean, they, they might have helped. Are, are your brother's friends your friends, necessarily? I don't have a brother. <laughs> <laughs> your sister's friends <laughs> yeah i'd like to think we get along just great uh all of them though but uh, may maybe, maybe not. not it yeah. doesn't mean that you hate her friends or anything <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean it so i i don't know i don't know if uh if if jim is friendly with all of these people or, I, or like great friends i just mean like the relationship with condoleezza mm -hmm. and you know, uh, here's, there was another person on there that he was said to have a relationship here's with. here's why ryan millions of dollars that's what Jim Harbaugh just did by doing this. He just got millions of dollars to stay at, at least now, is his dream job. Seemingly like a great job. I love Mike Kliss's report yesterday that said, like, the Broncos actually don't feel like uh, they were played because yeah. he's going mm -hmm. back to Michigan without a new contract. And it like, but it may come later. It's like, mm -hmm. it's come going, on, bro. Yeah, it's going to come. <laughs> and also, we know who, and Mike's great at what he does, but we know who he's very connected with. Yeah. And those people don't want it to seem like the Broncos were played. But, That's but, the number one reason why I think the Broncos got played. Why, why they were. Yes, <laughs> that yes, report. yes, yes. It, it, sometimes it's too obvious, right? Yeah. If they're like, really friends, though, they could help him. Like, so, like yeah, imagine, yeah. Ryan, you have a friend who, like, works at the Denver Post or something, and it's like, yeah, I'm trying to get a new deal. 
You mind if you mind if we talk for like a couple hours? So I can go tell him we talked. Here's right. why. Can you bring a, uh, some paparazzi <laughs> with you as well? Yeah, exactly. Here's why that did not happen though, is because Mike as well could have easily, in in his reporting, could have said Jim Harbaugh, you know, was a good candidate, but not necessarily the guy. Mike went the opposite. He said he was one of their, I don't mm -hmm. know if you said top two guys or top guys. So he mm -hmm. even admitted that it was a blow for the Broncos not being oh, able to get him. Was. And here's why he was played. Uh, or here's why he played the Broncos. Last Monday, we all said that it wasn't a big deal, that that uh, that was a Zoom interview. He wanted it to be a Zoom interview. Mm -hmm. So it got the attention out there that he was doing an interview, but he didn't really have to waste his time getting mm -hmm. on a jet or meeting with the team for five hours at a restaurant. Can you imagine you ask a girl on a date and she's like, ah, yeah, you just Zoom at 6 o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I was thinking we'd go out to like a nice restaurant. She's like, Let's just start on Zoom and, and, you know, see where things go. And then in the middle of the Zoom, she takes out Snapchat and is like, hey, smile for me. And you're like, wait, what is this? And, and she's just sending it to her friends to show, you know, uh, that, that she's wanted out yes, there. Exactly. Um, but, to her ex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then so what happens a day or two after the that he has that virtual interview with the Broncos? Oh, the president of Michigan steps in over the AD. We find out that there's some drama going on with the AD and Jim Harbaugh. The AD's not giving Jim what he wants. So the president steps in, completely trumps the AD. And then who Bad does look Jim... AD. Oh, terrible oh, look. Yeah. Also, are we surprised, though? Jim Harbaugh not really... Uh, having uh, some yeah. having some conflicts with people above him? No, no we, we aren't. That's what happened in San Francisco <laughs> and why he eventually left mm -hmm. San Francisco. So uh, Michigan has their own problems with the AD, and it seems like the president is definitely siding with Jim Harbaugh. So I think that interview got Jim exactly what he wanted. It got him that power. It got him that respect from the president stepping over the AD. Mm -hmm. And now I think he's going to absolutely have a bigger contract. Probably. I'm, I'm not willing to say... This is, I guess, this is kind of like usual. I'm not willing to say he he played them just because, like, that's like a negative thing to say, and I just don't know enough. Like, I'm not willing to say that that's what happened. Like, there's a real chance that what happened was they said, hey, we want to interview for this job. And he said, you know, I'm pretty happy here at Michigan. I think I want to stay at Michigan. But yeah, let's talk for a couple hours. I'll, I'll hear you guys out. And that came down to this, you know, so I'm not willing to go so far as to say. reports like, of like he's looking for. He's oh yeah, looking for an NFL job, and if he gets an offer, he's making the jump. Right, right, right. But again, like those are just why reports. Wouldn't, why wouldn't he have <sighs> dropped out of the race last Tuesday then? If it, if it was really he's so happy at Michigan, but let let me hear you out. Yeah, I mean that's possible, or, or maybe that's when they start talking with Michigan. So and maybe that's when he said like, ah, I'm not so sure. I've got to hear what Michigan has to say now. Like, I don't know. I'm not willing to say with that such like little playing. information. I think the, the what, I mean, what there's you're a good chance. There's a good chance they played him, but I'm not putting that on him. So I'm actually of a of a different mind entirely. Other than the Cliss report is in my head, just because I'm like, no one. There's only two ways you know someone got played. They say they got played, and they say <laughs> they didn't <laughs> right, get played. Right, right. Um, yep. And so that's sitting there in my head. But I also think there's a chance that the Broncos weren't ready to say Harbaugh's the guy draft up the contract, mm -hmm. throw $25 million a year at him, and let's get this thing done. And Harbaugh knew that he couldn't sit around and wait and let this thing play out, play out for weeks on end. Yep. And so, you know, for him, if he was going to go back to Michigan, if, if there was any thought for him, he couldn't sit here. You know, I, I know most of the work uh, for signing day is done um, for, for early signing day this time of year, but, like, signing day is coming up in two weeks. And I think he was fighting – he was – gonna have some problems if he's he's here he's out he's one foot in he's one foot out mm -hmm. and so 
my thought of of the potential scenario is he said, "All right, am I the guy? Let you know where are we at here." And they, you know, the Broncos said, "Hey, well, you know, you're one of our guys, but we still have to do this interview with Sean Payton, which we can't even do till tomorrow, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera." And all the while, Michigan's banging on the door saying, all right, we'll up you to 12 mil or whatever it is. And he just said, all right, fine. You know, if I, I, I don't want this to look like I am the fool here, you know, because if it goes all the way down to the end and the Broncos are between Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh and they choose Sean Payton, that's a bad look for Jim Harbaugh. Right. And then he's been halfway out the door for two weeks. Now he's coming back, cry, you know, crying at the door. Let me back in. Mm -hmm. He said, I want to make sure I control the narrative. So unless I'm the guy, unless you're giving me a contract now, I got to get out of here. But that's exactly what happened last year. He thought he was going to get the job with the Vikings, and they decided to go a different direction than him. It was a bad look for him. How much did that impact him in Michigan? It didn't impact him at all. He still had a good recruiting class. why they lost the TCU, still, actually. No, he still went <laughs> to the Final Four, went to the college football playoffs. So I, and also Jim is just, and I totally see what you're saying, Ryan, but the biggest um, uh, pushback I have for your point is, Jim knew what this process was going to be like. He knew he wasn't going to win the Broncos mm -hmm. over and get the job based off a two-hour Zoom interview. He knew that he was going to have to wait until they interviewed Sean Payton today. He knew this was going to be a multi-week process when he started. So I just, I don't think that Jim Harbaugh just didn't think about this all the way through. He's a really smart guy. Do you yeah. think if the Broncos would have, when he called the Broncos yesterday and said, hey, I'm going back to Michigan, if they would have said 25 mil, would it have stopped him? Um, no, I also don't think Greg Penner was going to do that. I don't like either. Getting the yeah. rejection call before he's in or even talked to half of the other candidates. Mm -hmm. I don't think he would have done that. I 25, you'd have to take it, though. <laughs> but that's that's kind of my point is I think if he was the Broncos guy and they were like, hey, look, we have to go through the interview process because that's you know kind of the thing you got to do around here. But you're the guy. So just be patient. We're going to we're going to be go big old contract mm -hmm. i think they they probably could have had him a 25 mil, like you have to like again like he could coach in denver for two years which is basically guaranteed or he could spend seven years at michigan and not make quite so much money i don't think you have to though because really? yeah because at, we, we mentioned mentioned this yesterday mm -hmm. 12 and a half million dollars the difference with 25 million is a ton yeah. in terms of like what it means for what, like seven generations down yes. but for what it means to you is nothing. And this isn't a guy that hasn't made tens of millions mm -hmm. of dollars before. So if he truly is happy, however, if I'm in a, another NFL team in the future, I'm saying, Jim, I really want you, mm -hmm. but I can't take you seriously now because I think he played the Broncos this year. Uh, there were all the reports that he mm -hmm. wanted to come back in the NFL. I would not consider Jim Harbaugh in the future if I'm yeah. an NFL team. I also think if Jim Harbaugh was the Broncos coach, he'd be making $15 million or less. That's where I'm fitting. Because even $15 million, he's second highest paid head coach in the NFL. Right. Yeah. And so that's why 25 though, I think that's you, why you I just, just have to. <clears throat> but that's kind of what I mean, though, is like if he was the Broncos guy from – from the jump, I think they could have had him and they could have just used money to eventually get to a point where he couldn't say no. I just think that they weren't like he was one of their guys and he didn't mm -hmm. want to wait around to find out if he was going to be the guy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I just think he played him. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> if you, the easiest way to connect the dots is, they, is that he played him. <clears throat> yeah. So what do you guys think? Did he play him? Obviously, I think yes. I mean, I'm not willing to say that. Like, you know, just because I, I don't know. I it don't feels, you know, I think most likely, yes. 
I don't, and, and I want to say this, I don't think he played them in like such an embarrassing look for the Broncos because it was only one two-hour Zoom interview. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the Broncos only had two candidates when they went out mm-hmm. and he was one of them. So it's not like the, I'm not saying it's like, oh my gosh, what a yeah. terrible look for the Broncos. It's just that he simply just did that. And it kind of mm-hmm. sucks, but at least you still have one other top-tier guy. Ryan? <sighs> With Mike Kliss as the tiebreaker they play. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to watch another team play another team, check out our friends over at Game Time where you can Mm. watch teams play each other. Uh, And if you want to watch teams dominate another team, check out the Denver Nuggets because over at Game Time, you can get in to see the Nuggets. Guys, I was looking at Game Time. Tickets for tonight's game for the Nuggets. I think you can get first, uh, uh, first section or bottom section for like $40. Wow. And that is incredible yep. to see the Nuggets. So check them out. You can also see the Avs. You can see the Broncos coming up. But if you want to get to a Nuggets or Avs game, you got to check out Game Time. And click on the link in our description. It's on the podcast side. It's also in the description in YouTube. Click on that. It'll take you to all the games you want. Jokic now, what I would describe as a heavy favorite. What is it? an MVP. He's plus 170. Closest oh, is, is plus 250. My goodness. And just the momentum that he's got, too. Yeah, just soaring Ooh, up the ranks. The, what, it's been a month since he's gone from, like, plus 1,500 to this? Yeah, I would say that's about, yeah. Wow. The basketball reference MVP tracker has him as a 62% chance to win it. Second best is Luca with 11. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> shocked that Luca isn't. Uh, maybe there's something I'm missing on Luca. The team's just not good. Right, that's got like he's it. just your standard volume score. He defends worse than Jokic. I think so. He's the Russell Westbrook, and I love well, Russell see where Westbrook. He is in a few years. <laughs> I, I think this might if if it's right, it might go down as my best prediction ever. Which one? I said the Nuggets are going to get the one seed. Jokic is going to wow. average a triple double, and he's going to win MVP. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Did you parlay those at DraftKings? I didn't parlay them, but I did bet on all of them individually. Mm. Okay, good. I like yeah. it. So, I don't think you can parlay them. You can't. You're so right. So there you go. Okay. Uh, if if that ha- when that happens, mm. you can take some of that money over to Shady Rays, buy Ooh. yourself some new uh, shades. Um, Shady Rays, beyond being a really cool name for a company, they also make some really cool sunglasses. They've got all sorts of different kinds. Um, basically all the different kinds of sunglasses, right? They got like the aviators. They've got like the square ones, the round ones. Yeah. Tortoiseshell. Frameless ones. Frameless glasses. Mm. Coach Prime's been rocking the frameless a little bit. Coach Prime on the Manning cast last night. Oh, yeah. I was kind of disappointed. We did get a Let's Go Buffs out of Peyton Manning. Yeah. Which is, you know, that that, that lasts. Yeah. 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 That stays forever. Mm -hmm. He didn't ask one question to Coach Prime about CU or Colorado. That was kind of disappointing. Mm. It was a sco buffs too. It was like a, like he knows, <laughs> like he's 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 tuned well, in. At he least said, a little. "Let's Pate. sco buffs." Did he? <laughs> I can swear it's a sco buff. Maybe they cut it out. I saw like this quick one where it's like sco buffs, sco buffs, sco buffs. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe maybe that was intentional. But yeah, shady rays. I mean, I bet Dion wears them. I bet Peyton wears them. I know I wear them uh, because they are the best for a bunch of different reasons, including that if you lose them or break them, they will replace them. Uh, it's it's. An awesome company. They are very affordable glasses. They're, I think they're all polarized, right? Are they yeah. all polarized? Yeah, they're all polarized. Great product. Not to be confused with polarizing. No. <laughs> no. They're not polarizing because no. people love them. Yeah. So true. Everyone does. Opposite. What's the opposite of polarizing? United. Because the poles are on the outside of the globe. So what would be in the middle? Denver. Oh. 
Denverizing. They're Denverizing. <laughs> okay, my we'll work on that. My favorite are the blue light glasses. Oh, they also have blue light yep. glasses, which I Allie need likes. some today. They're awesome. Uh, but yeah, use the code DMVR or visit them in store at the Park Meadows Mall for fifty percent off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades are rated five stars by over two hundred thousand people. All right, guys. There is a candidate who is said to be interviewing with the Denver Broncos today that we have not talked about yet mm. on this show, and his name is Raheem Morris. So we've got three minutes on the clock. Zach, I'm going to have you start us off. All right. Raheem Morris, 46 years old, mm -hmm. still a relatively young coach, but he has so much experience in the NFL. He came into the NFL in 2002 with the Tampa Bay Bucks as a defensive quality control coach. Then he became their head coach in 2009, was their head coach for three years a decade ago, and he's only 46 years old right now. He stayed in the NFL after being fired by the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, has had a lot of positions, uh, but one of the things that's interesting about Raheem Morris is, yes, he was a defensive coordinator. He is a defensive coordinator now with the Los Angeles Rams, but he has had positions on the offensive side as well. So when we're talking about CEO type of people, people that understand the entire game, people that aren't just going to be keyed in on one certain group, that is Raheem Morris. He was a wide receivers coach, defensive coordinator, head coach at only 45 years old. So he brings tons of experience with only being 45, 46. There we go. And on top of that, he has experience with the Shanahan's, which is a good thing, obviously, but it's even better here in Denver for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, Mike Shanahan took him under his wing after he was the head coach there. I uh, went to Washington. And again, this isn't like, oh, he's part of the coaching tree. It was Mike Shanahan said, I saw what you did as a head coach, and now I want to help you out a little bit, teach you a couple things so that next time it'll go even better. From there, he follows Kyle Shanahan and uh, joins the Falcons. Uh, and when you look at how this team is built right now, you might not love that it's a West Coast offense, but you know the fact that they use that West Coast terminology, Raheem Morris has a background in that terminology. If he wants to bring in a coordinator who he really has works well with, who he, he can have at least a little bit of a fingerprint on the offense, it would make sense to bring in that West Coast type of guy who would use a very similar terminology to what the Broncos use right now, which could make the, the transition a lot easier. Yeah. This is the definition of CEO type, but also kind of the definition of the John Fox type of hire. Mm. And I, I think that's being taken in a negative way because mm -hmm. obviously the way that things ended with John Fox yeah. weren't pretty. But to be honest, I think it could end up being a really positive thing yep. for the Denver Broncos to find their John Fox. Remember, John Fox was brought in in a terrible time for the Denver Broncos yep. after the Josh McDaniels mess. He solidified everything. He got the team moving. He got them respectable. He got them to a Super Bowl. And so there is yeah, that was a really great rebuild job done by John Fox. And, you know, Peyton Manning was there, too. Um, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, that is a good thing for me. When you talk to people around the league about Raheem Morris, you hear the same thing over and over again. I think this is a guy who, if he gets another chance at being a head coach, would do a great job. And there's a lot of people out there who who get that put on them. Um, but I th when you hear people talk about Raheem Morris, they really, really drive that in. And there's our mm -hmm. there's our three minutes. But just to, to add on to that, I mean, respected coach is kind of exactly what you're talking about, Ryan. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these guys that we talk about, respected coaches, 
are in their 60s or, you know, late 50s, mid 60s. No, 46 years old to be doing this. He's been respected since he came into the league because of just how young he was when he got into the league. His players love him. Coaches love him. And Henry, you mentioned the uh, he was with Kyle Shanahan. He's coached under Mike Shanahan. Also been with Sean McVay. I mean, he's touching nearly every good tree that you can touch throughout his career. And then the downside, though, I mean, the the years in uh, Tampa weren't great. There was the one winning season, but a 21 and 38 record. Yep. You don't love to see that. Tampa can be a, a tough place to win, so you can kind of let that slide. You're bringing him, him in to be a CEO type. He also has been running the Rams defense last couple of years. It was the number one defense in 2020. He took over in 2021. These last two seasons, it's been a pretty average defense with pretty similar personnel. This year, they lose Von Miller. Um, so there, there's still a lot to like, but there's also a reason why he, he hasn't gotten another head coach job. Uh, it, it, it's a very good point. And by the way, Henry, got to give you credit. You won last night. Oh, yes, I thought I did. the Bucks were going to win. <laughs> he thought the Cowboys were going to win. Can I get some credit while we're at it, too? Six and zero. Oh. Congratulations! Wow! Congratulations! Six and oh. A wow. perfect weekend in in the playoffs. A uh, perfect six and zero oh for you and picking games. Henry was five and one. Mm-hmm. I was four and two. So if you're rolling with us on the picks, you're looking pretty good. You're looking even better if you're rolling with Ryan. So congratulations! Uh, you're still losing in every other pick'em thing we do. So I hope you can at least have this one. I mean, playoffs is where it counts, right? <laughs> <laughs> no um, one's remembered for what they do in the regular season. But, Henry, so congratulations. You oh, were right. You. Yeah, I know. Uh, Got to give you your props. But one thing that people are coming out of last night's game with, and this can tie in with Raheem Morris, is people are like, how can you not love Dan Quinn for what he did last night? Uh, how good of a performance was that to bring into the Broncos interview? No, no, no. No, <laughs> do not base hiring a head coach <laughs> off of like one great game. And obviously Dan Quinn's done a lot of good things with their defense. I'm not just putting Dan Quinn down, but if you look at just one game and say, wow, what he did against old Tom Brady was great when Tom Brady couldn't hit a receiver 10 yards Ugh. within him. But then also I want to expand that to Raheem Morris and Dan Quinn. Don't just hire a guy especially with what the Broncos are looking for based off one good season or two good seasons on one side of the ball because Raheem Morris, a great season last year, he had so much talent. Mm -hmm. Loses some of that talent this year, doesn't have a good season. Don't base it off of, wow, he had a great season or he had a bad season because if Dan Quinn comes here, he very well may not be calling the defensive plays. Uh, people oh, have yeah. asked, is, is he going to change it to a 4-3? He may, he may, he may not, but I, I think who, who they bring in is not going to be a Nathaniel Hackett where they're so hands-on with one side mm-hmm. of the ball or a Vic Fangio where they're so hands-on with the other side of the ball. It's going to be someone more so overseeing things. So Dan Quinn doing great in one game or Raheem Morris doing, you know, uh, underwhelming this season, to me is certainly not a big deal it's the same thing as us saying <clears throat> you know uh pushing back on people being like harbaugh the guy who just lost to tcu right, right, like, right. that has nothing to do with his candidacy right, right. uh for being the head coach a couple things one if dan quinn becomes the head coach he better stay a backwards hat guy uh yes wow. not lose the swag yeah, i just want to see people <laughs> be who they are you yep, know yep. Like, you don't need to turn your hat around just because you got a better job so then you actually don't like pete carroll doing the backwards hat last week 
That was weird. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> because what you're saying is it's not him. It's not him. <laughs> Number two, I just have to talk about Tom Brady for a second. Mm. Watching that last night was so sad. <laughs> oh, like not the route I thought you were going to take. It was like uh, I've had a lot of dogs in my life. And like oh, just over time, eventually you wake up one day and your dog like can't make it up the stairs yeah. or like for some reason they're looking off into space with like a 10,000 yard stair. Yeah. Damn, like, this is so you're sad. You're like, are you there? Like, oh and you gosh. just know that. You know, it, yeah, it, it's time. Father time. Um, about that. Yes, and um, that's what it was like watching Tom Brady last night. This guy's awful. I felt like he couldn't make it up the stairs anymore. He's oh terrible. Oh my gosh, guys! No, no, no. <laughs> he yesterday was really bad. He's gonna end up with the Raiders, <laughs> and you guys are gonna just think about this game and be like, "Yeah, Tom Brady's in the division. He's gonna suck, and then he's gonna still be really good." There's no He's way. terrible. He's, he's got to stop. He's terrible. Last night, he was terrible. I agree. He's been terrible all year. Well, then that's what has Russell though. Wilson been? Also been terrible. terrible. Also terrible. <laughs> Worse than terrible. <laughs> no. They could have a great rivalry in the AFC West. So you can go 6-11. There's and no... Tom's going to go to a new team. Yeah, with a good buddy in Josh. <sighs> oh. this is, that, that's why he's dumping Derek Carr. He thinks he's a lock to get Tom Brady, it's a gamble. Yeah, because nobody wants if, him. Uh, hmm, I don't know. Uh, San Francisco is going to be interesting. What they do a quarterback, they may even be in on him as well. But uh, yeah, I think Tom Brady is going to be a Las Vegas Raider. If last night was an indication of who he is right now, that's going to be a good thing for the Broncos. I just don't think it's an indication of who he is. Uh, man, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say he'll never have another good game again. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, I think he's he's capable of that. It was just, it was hard to watch. Terrible. It was so bad. Which, honestly, I want to take more credit for that than saying the Cowboys would win. Because my biggest take was, that game's going to be terrible to watch. Yep. And I yep, called yep. that. Yep. I definitely called that one. That was the worst game to watch all weekend. <clears throat> the Bucks, man, they were just one of the most, one of the worst teams to watch all season. Oh, they're awful. Yeah. And also, they were an 8-9 and nine team going into the playoffs. So let's not give Dan Quinn... Too much credit yet. Yeah, no. Dan, it's a body of work thing for Dan Quinn. Yeah, of course, of course, of, of course. Defensive prowess there in in uh, Dallas, but you're not hiring him for that. Right. Like you mentioned. Yeah. Right, right, right. You're right. hiring him because of his CEO characteristics and leadership and what his players think of him. Um, that being said, the Broncos have talked a lot about, or I shouldn't say the Broncos. The reports out there have suggested the Broncos want to go away from the players' coach road. Um, yeah. which is funny because it's just you're always hiring the opposite of what you <laughs> yes, just fired. Yes. So for the Broncos, we just alternate every other year. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> um, but you oh, know, every other year, what a dig! <laughs> yeah, oh. It's true. It's like okay, Vance Joseph, he was a kind of too too soft on the players. Yeah. Okay, let's get Vic to come in and lower the hammer. And yeah. it's like Vic was so mean, he wouldn't yeah. even let them listen to music. Yeah. Let's get hacky. Oh, he's out there dancing. So refreshing. Oh, we need someone who can lower the boom on these guys. They're just yeah. running around too freely out there. It's like my God, just hire a good coach. Yes, I don't care yes, what they do. Yes, and yes. The big thing to me, just don't hire a first time coach. I'm so over that. Like, the more I think of it, the more I think the Broncos should just never be hiring first-time head coaches. Okay, see like, Sean so McVay, many... by Kevin O'Connell, yeah. Brian Dayball, it was nice but, to know you. But Mike what happens? McDaniel, sorry. But what happens? How often does a coach stay with a team for more than 10 years? You want to know what's crazy? Like, yeah. one in every 25, with 30. A, why 10? Like, why are just, you Just, like, as a, as a time. Like, they all hit the market. Like, eventually, like, if you just go through the guys who have previous coaching experience... The floor is generally pretty high. 
you know that the guy is at least capable of doing the job. The Broncos have hit had a, hit a couple of these guys who just aren't even capable. Yeah. Like you should be able to hit that baseline right. and identify who is good. Like I just I think for a good organization, you should be able to go after only second-time head coaches, people with experience, and have success. You, you don't know what's missing crazy. out on all the guys I mentioned. Yeah, I'm, for I'm, now. They'll I'm hit the market. 99% sure this is true, so you can fact-check me on this one. But I'm pretty sure no coach has ever won a Super Bowl with two teams. As the head coach? As the head Ooh. coach. So it's really? never like Sean Payton, you know, we, we put a feather in his cap because he's won one before. But I'm pretty sure it has never once happened that a coach won one with one team Got fired, won one with another team. That is wild. Yep, that has never happened. And it's what's there crazy. It's five. only ever happened with two quarterbacks. Yep, five yeah. have appeared in a Super Bowl with two teams. So then, Henry, yep. I definitely disagree with you even more. But yeah. you just got to hire <laughs> well, someone who has exactly, been to a Super Bowl. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I just a second I'm, time head coach oh, who so, has a been to so a Jim Harbaugh was definitely the guy. <laughs> yep. No. Wow. Um, yeah, we'll see if Doug Peterson can shake the trend. How about that game, boys? Oh, uh, my <laughs> goodness. That was a good game. It, I, was, it actually wasn't a good game. It was only, like, a good game until the final <laughs> two minutes. And then once the final two minutes came around, there was just that one play that Jacksonville had. Incredible call, by <laughs> the way. I mean, call. Doug Peterson just showing what he's got <laughs> yep, there with that yeah. one. And then, like, that was, for me, like, the only really exciting part of the game. And then it was like, okay, it's over now. Like, it was like a terrible game of first. Then it was like, oh, they, they're making a comeback. Okay, I smashed them, you know, plus 20 and a half. And I'm like, okay, I feel good. Uh, and then yep. and then it was like, oh, wow. The, it went from, like, not a game to, like, oh, wow, they're going to win. Right. It, like, the momentum was meter just was just too far. Yeah, there yeah. was no coming back from it. What a – oh, man. I realized as that kick was going through the uprights. Barely. I realized that – the Los Angeles Chargers have brought me more joy in, in the last six years than the Denver Broncos. <laughs> oh, no. It is true. And now Brandon Staley, the Chargers are once again helping the Broncos. They're keeping Brandon Staley, just making a lot of changes on the offensive staff. That's the good transition because I was saddened by how down bad Broncos fans were that so many people in my mentions couldn't even enjoy the Chargers chargering it in the greatest oh, fashion yeah. ever because they're like well there goes sean Payton. <laughs> yeah. i was like okay can i please just enjoy this for a few seconds before <laughs> right, you try right, to kill my vibe right 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 yeah no it's uh it's so true and speaking of field goals barely going in do the cowboys get a new kicker in the next four or five days that guy stinks that guy's terrible i know everybody wants to point to the numbers from all season and be like no he's actually good no, he's not. We saw it. Well, he sucks. Oh, Clear, clearly, it's. I mean, it's the yips, and and it's yes. in his head. And they those aren't, don't go away. So yeah. I, they I aren't changing say. kickers. Like they've already said, they aren't. But yes, they should. Did they say it after the game last night? Jerry Jones did. Yeah. Uh, well, Jerry says it. You know, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I was. It was uh, two weeks before my junior year regionals of golf. Okay. Mm. Normal day. Everything. Nothing changed. Damn, I right? hate this Everything is going. was going great. Showed up to golf practice. First shot on the range. <laughs> off to the right. Mm. That's weird. <laughs> Those are sound I couldn't have been, shots, man. I couldn't have been hitting balls fat. I was like, what the <laughs> Just one after another off the yep. hosel. I won't even say the word just in case anyone has a tea time uh. today. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. I, like, I sat there on that range thinking I might never hit a good golf shot again in yep. my life. I was trying everything. I called my coach over. He's like, try this. Nope. And thankfully, it was two weeks before regionals because mm -hmm. it took me about 10 days to get over Oof. it. So if 
what he's going through is anything like what I was going through, they can't play him next week. <laughs> yeah, no. But he, what's, he, what's, he missed one the week before, too. Yep. The last one the week before. Was, so he's five missed five in a row? straight extra points. Which means that he probably went into that game thinking like, oh, don't do it like last time. <laughs> and then, whoop, there it goes. And then just bang, bang, bang. He just keeps missing. Like, you just, there's no reason to keep him around. To me, when McCarthy had the opportunity for a 35-yard field goal and decided to go for it in garbage time on fourth and two instead, that that's it. when I was like, mm -hmm. oh, no. Now the coach has given up. And then he's going to see on, on social media got, Dak yes. throwing his helmet when they're up like 24 to zero, and Dak is still just infuriated by him missing it. That was crazy. Peyton's reaction. Did you guys watch the main <laughs> yeah, cast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peyton's reaction. I... Yeah. It's my favorite part about the Manning cast because Peyton yeah. reacts to every play as if it's his own team right, and right, he's right. the quarterback of yeah, them. Yeah. You know, and like you can just tell that's exactly how he would react <laughs> if he was on the sidelines. He's so mad that, you know, you lead him down, you think you got seven, and you're the quarterback on the sideline. You look up, you only got six, four times in a row. Dak, you can't do that, though. You can't do that. I I don't know. I, like, if that would have lost I'm not them the game him. or something, then of course he can do that. It doesn't matter. But like, now the kicker knows that the quarterback is out on him. The coach is out. The only one that's in on him is Jerry Jones. But isn't it better to just have everything out there on the table than to be like, no, buddy, you're doing just fine. Like, you're the leader of the team. Be frustrated. Give, a, give him a therapy I'm not. session. Let me give you a, something way worse than what Dak did. Um, the Buffs had this kicker. I won't, I won't actually name him because... I think he watches these shows. Um, and he's a good guy. So he knows so who I he don't want to throw him under the bus, but he knows the story. Um, he was in a real slump, um, brutal slump. He actually like made a game-winning kick against West Virginia, was awarded a scholarship, Damn. and then went into a slump almost immediately there afterwards. Mm. And at one point, they lined up for a field goal, and the head coach, Dan Hawkins, turned around. Oh, turned his no. back so oh, no. <laughs> as if to say i can't even watch oh dan you uh, can't do that you man. can't do you that, can't do that. <laughs> it's like you're really helping the kid who's right. clearly struggling right. you're showing a lot of confidence in him did he miss i think he did yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but nice guy <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah is that he, mason crosby you had, it was not greatest kicker of all time um but yeah i mean you have i i'm kind of with you zach you have to show confidence in those guys it's a very heady position yeah um more than really any other in football at least where it's just like basically mental is the only reason why you miss a more than a two in a row yeah like we yeah. know he still can has the leg for a 50 yarder mm -hmm. there's no mm -hmm. question about that. who's available i don't even know how to check <laughs> just google kicker free agents well, but it's all just like people whose contract like expired right now available kicker free agents i've tried uh, everything i don't think that i don't know how to find a list of people who are currently free agents the thing is i just think i'll be a terrible a bunch GM. of guys who suck as well although the yeah i, I mean, guess they the can't chargers be worse. just like brought in a random guy and he ended up being really good yeah all i know if if your options are brett marr or a guy who sucks you crap or you cut brett marr and you just don't kick the ball like, you, ju you cannot justify sending him out there to kick balls you, in, the, in the divisional round of the playoffs. Here's where I can get behind you is you decide after every touchdown you're going to go for two. Yep. But if at the end of a half or at the end of a game, if you need a 48-yarder as opposed to like a 31-yard uh, almost Hail Mary type of play, you got to have the kicker for that. Yeah. yeah, and I guess in that situation, if you say like, 
this guy has a 20% chance of making this. He's sewing his head right now. We've got 5% chance of hitting a Hail Mary right. here. Right. Then F it. Yeah, just send him out there. Do what you got to do. And then if, the whole team turns their back just, on the sideline. So the punter might be a better <laughs> option at this point. If he goes out there and you know you drive down, you you go uh, opening drive score next week, and yep. he misses the extra point, yep. you can't put him back on the field the rest of the game. No. If you brought in a street free agent and he misses the first extra point, you're still thinking like, okay, he's gonna make the next one. Yeah, probably. In, unless that last guy sucks so bad that this guy can't stop thinking about it. Because I know everybody watching that game, whoever the kicker is, the first kick you're gonna be thinking, wonder what's gonna happen here because they've really been bad. Again, you know that new kicker's thinking the same thing too. I don't know. They might have just poisoned the whole special team situation for their entire playoff run. They're in such a tough spot, they especially suck. now that this next coming game is probably going to be a lot more competitive. They're not scoring touchdowns against that defense. Oh, wow. Who, oh, Niners. Yeah. Cowboys. I'm loving these guys. I can't wait to talk about them later in the A week. lot of field goals on the way. And by the way, we just went around the league without it's even true. Going. It's very, and it's a Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday around the league. There Hashtag we go. League. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to bet on the games this weekend, there's some juicy lines out there. I like the uh, favorites on sun on Saturday, the dogs on Sunday, mm, just to give a little okay. hint there. Uh, if you want to bet on them, go to DraftKings Sportsbook and you can have $200 in free bets for playoffs. They upped it from 150 to $200 in free bets by placing a $5 bet on any NFL game, you get $200 free in your account right then. So you want to have $200 free to bet on these four playoff games this weekend, go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up in order to get this. And for every playoff game or for, for every playoff day, they're giving a $10 free bet back. If your bet misses, they'll give you $10 in a free bet to help make that back. So check them out. They have so many deals at DraftKings Sportsbook. We all use it and love it. And it's the official betting partner of all city, not just DNVR, all city. So check them out at DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to see our show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard of Bacchus and Janker because oh, yeah. they are huge yeah. in the sports world. Um, they have ads like on all of the channels around here, all of them. And I think all the radio stations too. It seems like everywhere you look, it's Bacchus and Shaker. I don't even know about sports, just everywhere. They are so, everywhere yeah. because they are very good attorneys and that's why they've been around in Colorado for more than 25 years. Um, like I said, huge sports fans. That's why they have started partnering with us. Let's go. Um, and uh, what they specialize in is injury cases. So if you get hurt, you should call Bacchus and Shanker. Um, like I said, they've been around for 25 years. They they won't charge you an upfront fee to speak with them. There's there's no fee while they work on your case. You don't actually pay them unless they win money for you, which is, in my opinion, the way that things probably should work, right? But I guess we don't need to go down that road today. We'll save that for later. Um, they have won over a billion dollars for their clients over the last 25 years, 25 years plus, really. Um, they've got more locations. They serve all of Colorado. Um, they've got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, Fort Collins. Wherever you are, there's probably an office near you. Um, and they have the strength and power to win your case. They have more than 30 lawyers on their staff. Uh, Backus and Shaker, they help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. So car accidents, motorcycle accidents, rideshare accidents. Um, if you're a pedestrian who... I, you could imagine anything involving trucks. Uh, they can help if you're injured. She at got hit work. by a wayward Cowboys extra point attempt. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, <laughs> I'm no expert, but I think they would take that. I case. think that's what Shanker. Uh, oh. is, wow. is this Brett Maher? <laughs> is this Brett Maher who who's now Shanker? So if you turn your backus to the kicker <laughs> and he shanks oh. it into you. 
<laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, heard it work, whatever. Call them at 222-2222. You can remember that one, 222-2222. And uh, figure out if you have a case for free, Bax and Shanker, they win. Over a billion dollars. I think a girl gave me that number at the bar. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. <laughs> did she personally injure you? Uh, yeah, actually. Giving you that phone number, I'm sure it did. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, uh, it's always like a flex for me when we get a partner like Bax and Shanker, mm. like, that you've just been seeing your whole yeah. life. Yeah. 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 Like, fires me up, you know? You're like, they, they, they're probably on a bus that's going to drive by in the next five minutes. It's very true. That one, we've had some other ones. We need to get, like, the full, like, Colorado spectrum. Mm, of yeah. we, we can't mention them right now because no, 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 no free ads there. True. Honestly, someone in our company asked for a pronun- pronunciation for Bacchus, and I was like, "What? what? How, how do you not know how to pronounce the, this?" Won't throw them under the bus, but not from here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not yes. from here. That would make sense then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Really quick, guys, before we hop into questions, huge news along the coaching front, obviously with Jim Harbaugh yeah. out. I think we all had Jim in our top two. We got to pull him out. We got to pull him out and update our coaching board for us and see how it plays out. So here's what we have going on. Yep. Henry and I both had Jim number one. That's why I said disappointing, devastating, tough day for, for actually, us. Actually, Henry had Jim number four. Um, yeah, no, eight, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good eight. thing we didn't update this wow. yesterday. Actually, we should have updated yesterday because, Henry, you'd be looking good now. Uh, and, Ryan, you had Jim at number two. two. Yep. So uh, how are you guys changing it up? <clears throat> so I will move Ben Johnson up to number two. Wow, okay. Um, like I'm still that. very intrigued by Ben Johnson. Uh, <sighs> it'll be the latest good hire that the Broncos didn't interview. <laughs> um, so Long I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. Yeah. Oh, the list of coaches. Yeah. Like I saw um, a Chargers fan yeah. put out all the people that they interviewed but didn't hire and how oh. successful they are. I was like, I was almost going to be like, <laughs> I can one up you here. The Broncos didn't even interview Sean McVay yeah. or Mike McDaniel yeah. uh, or Doug Peterson Dayball. or Brian Dayball. I mean, it, the list is spectacular. Yeah, it really is. Unfortunately. Yes. Hey, at least they interviewed Kyle Shanahan. Do they get it's props fake. for that? Or is that even like it was worse? Like, it was like a legacy interview. Right. It was. It they wasn't even like a courtesy real. interview. Yeah. Was, wasn't John like, yeah, we were really impressed in the interview. But no. Yeah. (laughs) We had already decided Vance was the coach before. Actually, Vance was sitting in on the interview, too. (laughs) He he wanted in. Um, And then my last one, I'm going to put Jim Caldwell. Um, So you got, okay, Ben Johnson, Jim Caldwell. Okay, I like it. I like Mm -hmm. it. Um, And uh, really quick, Tony Briscoe in the comments section. Something about Zach's mom. I don't think he's talking about my mom, but I want to talk about my mom. Happy birthday to my mom. Wow. So uh, I think he's talking about a different Zach's mom in a very different context. But uh, a happy birthday to my wonderful mom. Also, a happy birthday to Alex. Oh, there you go. January 17th. Good day. Wow. Um, Shout out, Nick. So I will update my board now, and I just can't. We're at the point where I can't see past the guys who the Broncos are interviewing, so I'm only going to keep this, who the Broncos are interviewing. I like that you're keeping to your guys, Ryan, but just realistically, I can't think outside like that. So unfortunately, Jerry Rosberg, you're out. Oh, no. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, you're out. Sean Payton, by default, I mean, that's how I feel about this. By wow. default, my number one guy right now. Number two, I'm going to go David Shaw, putting Ooh. him up there at number two. And then, 
uh, I just can't think of it. Again, beyond the Broncos board, <coughs> I think there's three top guys now, and that third guy's Dan Quinn. So he'll, he'll be at number three for me. I just can't help but think when I think of David Shaw, like, okay, so he was Stanford's backup plan to Jim Harbaugh, and they got backup plan results. Not I mean, the beginning. I mean, they got better results than they did with Jim Harbaugh. Did they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was the, well, so the Rose I mean, Bowl was with Shaw? Shaw had two Rose Bowls. Okay. Yeah, right, three right. Jim, Jim also went 12-1 and one his last year there, though. That is true. David Shaw didn't do better than that. Uh, I mean, if you look at the whole body of work, because because the first couple of years for for Jim who recruited wrong. the players though, um, I, I, so like, and I honestly don't know McCaffrey. So Luck would have been Harbaugh. Harbaugh McCaffrey, I think, was definitely Shaw. Okay, all right, all yeah. right, all right. maybe I'm Bryce too rough Bryce Love also Heisman runner up. He was definitely Shaw. Man, I mean, all right, fine. There's, I'll there, ta- I take back what I said. Th- there really were for me no flaws with Jim Harbaugh. That's he was my number one. Then there was a, a gap not between even, number like, personality two. Personality wise, no, because I think that's what the team needs. Not like the assholeness, just the corniness. No, no, doesn't bother me yeah. at all. Because if you win, you can be like that, and no one cares. And that's what Ryan. The last losing season he had outside of the COVID year, which I mean, the Buffs had a winning season then, so we got to pull that off the record. I mean, it doesn't really count. Shows how things were skewed. <laughs> wow. uh, was two thousand and eight. That was Jim Harbaugh's last losing season when there was a full season played. In- insane. So um, I'm I'm disappointed in, in where I stand. So that's what you got. I I really should have Dan Quinn on my list because I think it looks like I don't think he's a good candidate when I just went over it. I thought he was last year. I think he still is. So tell me why Jim Caldwell ahead of him then. I just like the body of work better. Fair. If you got the Lions to the playoffs – I just think that you're some sort of savant. Yeah, that's um, true. And he did do it with Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson. So, you know, talent played a role there. Yeah. But, I mean, they had Barry Sanders. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I don't think they yeah. ever yeah. made the playoffs with him. So When other coaches so. had Calvin Johnson and Matthew yeah. Stafford and didn't do that. So, um, to me, it's just like, I don't know. I, I think of maybe anyone who deserves another chance of being a head coach, it would be Jim Caldwell. It's fair. Very fair. Henry, yeah. how, what are we looking like here? I've got Sean Payton one. I think, uh, again, there's just like enough of results. He feels safe. Allie, can you take the green arrow off of Sean Payton for mine? Just so everyone oh, knows that damn, I had him there. Big flag. That's true. That true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it is really close to me still. Like, again, yesterday, despite reports that suggest differently, I had it very close between the top three. <laughs> now there are only two at the top. Sean Payton is a slight number one. That that first round pick is almost enough for me to put David Shaw number one, but he fits in at number two. Yeah, Sean Payton. Like he's just proven he's he's done so many different things. He runs a great offense. I think there's obviously a lot of pros with David Shaw. Um, the the terminology is probably very similar to what they use. I think it's an easy transition. Um, I wonder if he has enough of like the ass kicker mentality to like I kind of sold myself on that being what I wanted for for the Broncos at this point I'm not sure if he has that so I'm gonna bump him down to number two I guess onto the list but from yesterday down to number two and then I'll leave Jim Caldwell at number three uh David Shaw and then uh for number three it just I mean like you guys said there's just that that to me is where the big drop-off is Oh, the drop-off is after Sean Payton, for sure. So G- Jim Caldwell is three for you? Yeah. I, I, For me, if it, if it didn't include the first-round pick, then there would be a drop-off there. But but because of the first-round pick, I don't see much of a drop-off. That's just, I mean, that's a big risk. 
Because if if it doesn't work out with Sean Payton, you're the one who brought up Urban Meyer yesterday. <laughs> no, but again, that's and that's we're why we're talking about a college coach who does no no pro head coaching experience. No head coach, just like no. Urban Meyer. But I mean, but totally different personality than Urban Meyer. If you're talking about personality wise, then of the three from yesterday, David Shaw is the least Urban Meyer. Yes, Urban Meyer also was. 10 times as successful as David oh, Shaw yeah. as a, as a but, college coach. But that's the success. I'm only worried about the personality. Like, okay. the personality is what scares me from it. I just, there's no way you could go from Super Bowl winning head coach. There's not a, there's not a big drop off between him and a college head coach. If you factor in the first round draft pick, and all, all of a sudden the bus potential becomes a lot larger. Like, the, the, the mm. floor is so much lower because if it doesn't work out, then all of a sudden you've gone two years without a first round pick. Think of it more as trading Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. But I mean, I there is that part. But even in that world, you'd be saying, "Yeah, you lost some talent because of the because yeah. you got the coach." Or like Sylvester Williams. Um, trying to think of no. some other Paxton Lynch. <laughs> late true. first round picks for the Jair Alexander. Uh, I guess he was a little bit higher than er, he was. He was 13? like thirteen or so. Wait, actually, we're gonna dive into Sean Payton a lot yeah. tomorrow. I I wanna I wanna change mine. I I just I want someone that I really like in here. <laughs> so I'm gonna change Dan Quinn. To D'Amico Ryan's. Oh. Now, I even feel guilty doing this because I don't think he really stands a shot with not having that head coach experience in terms of the Broncos' mm -hmm. view of this. But when I think of D'Amico Ryan's, and this is kind of a ceiling play here, but D'Amico Ryan's, when I think of D'Amico Ryan's, I think of Mike Vrabel. And I think, oh my goodness, how great would it be to have someone similar to that? We're going <clears> to <throat> dive into D'Amico Ryan's when they interview him on Thursday. So we'll, we'll get into him. But that's a guy. Now I feel good about my list. I feel, I, feel, I feel solid. I'm happy about it. I'm dying at the commenters that Henry has shot number two after saying a few minutes ago Denver should not hire coaches. <laughs> he has a dozen years of being a head coach. Oh, and, er, Ryan, we made this official on yesterday's show. He is roller coaster Hank because yesterday oh, he was yeah. sending us for a roller coaster ride. Just in that two minutes, roller coaster oh, ride. That's not a roller coaster. <laughs> he has 12 years as a head coach. To be fair, he didn't say. I, we could go to the tape, but I think he just said, no, uh, I don't want any more people without head coaching experience. So, yeah. You can you can twist that one and yeah no I mean he has plenty enough experience for me so we're going on the twister for this roller coaster yes, yeah, exactly. yeah okay I like that and just for reference so Jim Harbaugh finished one season ranked at Stanford wow. they were fourth after his last year when they won the Orange Bowl they finished six seasons ranked other under David Shaw wait but what six seasons uh like six of the first seven. And then after Last that, five they seasons fell off. he hasn't been ranked. Yep. Or hasn't finished ranked. <clears throat> hasn't finished ranked. That's twofold. One, obviously the shine has worn off a little bit. Yep. Two, at least one or two. You have to at least give credit for one or two of those first couple seasons uh, to Harbaugh. I mean, some of it. Especially but again, with getting like, luck. When, yeah. when the team gets better, I guess they didn't get better because they finished seventh and sev seventh and ninth, something like that, those first two. But again, like they finished third in the country in 2015. Which is well after all that. I really like David Shaw. Peaked in the top ten a couple times after that, even. It does feel like he's just lost. He definitely has. And, oh, totally. And, 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 and when we've totally. talked about David Shaw, he was a very sought-after candidate for the NFL jobs four or five years ago. Like and, it seemed like every 10. team wanted what? Even ten. Ten From years 10 ago. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, but the past couple of years, he hasn't been. Yep. So the, all of these guys remaining, I think Jim Harbaugh. It seemed like to, to me that most people could have got mm -hmm. behind him. It seems even like with Sean Payton, there's going to be some people that don't like it. There, there's going mm -hmm. to be um, now a lot of, I think, 
mixed feelings on whoever they hire. Yep, definitely. And then, like you said, Ryan, after they have their inductory press conference, whoever it is is going to kill it, and most people are going to be like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Let's just get Sean Payton. Yep, yep, yep. That would be tier one guy. Shall we get to the comments? Let's do it. Got a couple super chats coming in. First one from Dylan Smith. My, he says, my backup, if you can't get Sean Payton, is David Shaw. I think in, he can really establish a great culture. Next would be D'Amico Ryans. Mm. Yeah. I he was saying Ryans. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, boy. Ryans' favorite. It could be, yeah. <laughs> or just Ryan. Like, he wants all the Ryans. Oh, yeah, just yeah, a yeah. full coaching Yeah, yeah. Me, D'Amico. Yeah. Um, Rob, Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Wow. What's their dad's name? We're having characters. Buddy. 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 <laughs> we could put together a nice staff. <laughs> you really could. Wow. <laughs> Probably Buddy the... may have passed. Uh, the ghost of Buddy. Wow. He, I mean, there you go. Haunt the other teams. <laughs> Speaking of Ryan's, we got a Zachary chiming in. Our guy Zachary Gardner says, Got a cold over the weekend and still went to work today. Your pod is keeping my spirits up. Also, who's your favorite for coach that isn't Quinn or Peyton? Well, you'll love what we just there did. You go. It is kind of crazy that none of n- zero of us put Dan Quinn in our top three. Yeah, it's really true. He is like I could have just as easily taken him <laughs> over Jim Caldwell. Same. He just I just there's not a whole bunch to get excited about in my mind. Like he has experience again. The bus potential is low. I think he could kind of reset things. I don't see him being the guy who brings the Broncos back to glory. Yeah. We just, we just didn't do the Broncos any favors. No. True. No. He he is the uh he's the ultimate John Fox hire and I do not mean that in a bad way. No. Because it's... if Dan Quinn restores the team to being respectable, yep. to competing for the playoffs, uh year in and year out, you would absolutely take that from where the franchise is right now. So, when I say John Fox, that's not a bad thing. All the way down to the fact that both of them made a Super Bowl as a head coach and lost. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Very oh, true. That actually goes back to uh, yeah, what we were talking there about go, earlier. There you go. Wow. Once you win one, you, you can't there do you go. it again. Magic's gone. <laughs> and Bronco Nuts says, Peyton is not elite. New Orleans missed the playoffs 40% of the time he was the coach. They made one NFC Championship game in his last 11 years. Hard pass. 40% of the t- that I mean, that that's just jarring. And that's, again, why Jim Harbaugh is definitely my number one. Mm-hmm. If you think about it this way, though, the Broncos have uh, missed the playoffs in 100%. <laughs> it's very <laughs> true. It's very true. The jump yeah, you'd be seven. getting is really good to go from uh, zero to 60%. Yes. yes. That's a tough part, though, is, like, you look around at the other coaches. Who do you – who who's done better? Like, who's your alternative then? Jim like, Caldwell has made the playoffs more – percentage yep. wise yeah that'd be what three he'd be 50 percent. no because he was three and four and five he didn't he go past five or seven years i think i thought it was one of three with the oh, lions one and of one three. of or and two of three with or was it the three of four with the colts uh i thought it was three or four would have been it, five no seven. it was it was two and three with the Colts, was it only one of four with the Lions? I think he just had a one. winning record in three of the four years. Okay, I'll okay, so fair. Yeah. The oh, Lions let's see. So terrible. Two and four in the postseason. So we went to the playoffs four <clears throat> times. Right. Of, out out of, of seven years. So above five. So above five hundred. But again, like, yeah. Just think how about, big of a difference is it really? Just think about like this year, just with the Lions. Everyone is like all over dan campbell yeah just drooling over him they missed the playoffs (laughs) yeah it's true they missed the playoffs yeah and so i just i put that in perspective just because jim caldwell actually made it with them 
Yeah. He had Matthew Stat. I think what Dan Dan Campbell did this year is more impressive though. But I see your point. What about to me, Ben Johnson? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be all for Ben Johnson. I mean, he took Jared Goff and Jamal Williams yep. and a very the best good offensive, offensive line. line in the NFL. Yeah, that's the but, tough part. You know, he probably had influence on getting that in, that True. offensive line in there. Yeah, True. I mean, Ben Johnson is is a guy I really wish the Broncos were talking to. <sighs> they just can't do it. They 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 gotta miss out on. I, why would the Broncos? Just, not to de- derail us so much. Why not interview everyone? I I, I completely, especially mm-hmm. now that they're up to eight. Why not add two, three more? And Especially because they're doing these quick, like, half interviews. What what I don't like either is that they are completely avoiding the Nathaniel Hackett coach because just too much like Nathaniel Hackett. And, boy, we can't do what we did last year. They're going too far in that direction. Uh, now, there's, no, there's no one really like Nathaniel Hackett, if we're being honest. Well, in terms of a first-time <laughs> offensive coach, uh, a first-time mm-hmm. offensive coach um, to be the head coach. Uh, that would be the Ben Johnsons of the world. It, it would be, there's like three or four candidates out there right now, and the Broncos aren't talking to any of them. I wish they were talking to one or two of them at this least. This is like not drafting Josh Allen because he kind of, sort of, a little bit looks like Paxton. Lynch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so dumb. They're totally different people. Yes. But also, the number one thing the Broncos <clears throat> need right now is just a legitimate coach. It's just somebody who can go in there and run meetings and understand, like Jerry Rosberg. You know, Jerry Rosberg, who at least understands how things are supposed to work, can put things in order, can demand quite a bit. And I think that if if that is the number one goal that you want to meet, it just makes so much sense to get somebody who at least has experience. But you can get that from guys without experience. I, I'm can. not saying I'm, not can, saying I'm so disappointed that they're not hiring Ben Johnson, mm-hmm. but at least interview. All right, I've just been hit with a hard out, so we have time for one more question. Okay, um, on the website, I think we have one question specifically, and let's get to it because it's coming in from our friend Broncos502. says, the Harbaugh news about staying in Michigan is exactly why I was out on him. He can't be trusted to not play leverage games each year. Also, when it's draft season, we always hear Denver should take best available. Well... With how it's looking with the Niners and their pick, I think the best available would be Sean Payton. Mm. Thoughts? Also, anyone else enjoy watching Brady fall off the cliff last That's night? Terrible. Hope this stays true. There's eight minutes left in the third quarter when this is posted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't enjoy it, oddly enough. It was Weird. too sad. Yeah, when you bet on the Bucks to win, uh, that was a sad game. Oh, I actually had the under. Shout out the uh, Mar, or whatever his <laughs> yeah, name he is. He needed one more. <laughs> Wait, if he just would have got one, one. Yep. no way. Yep. So it, what was the? 45 and a half. And it was a 45? 45. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Maybe yep. he had the under. Uh, Overbetters got Oof. an insane bad beat. I got yep. a great Yeah, beat. you did. Yep. Wow, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you're also low-key selling high on the pick because it probably is only going to get lower and lower. It's a good point. It's a really good point. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I To me, it's... It's clear as day. It's worth it to trade Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton, but um, I got a lot of pushback on that when I when I put that out there. So uh, it's not as obvious to others as it is to me. Yeah, that that's a big breaking point for some people. And there's a lot of news with Sean Payton that we're really going to dive into tomorrow. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Should be great. All right, I think that is going to wrap it up for us today. Great to be back with you boys. Welcome back, uh, Allie. It. Welcome back. Appreciate all you guys in the comments. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. Try to get to 100, and we will talk to you guys later.
Take you back one last time.